Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast, where we figure out what the we're doing in our 20s. Hello, hello, hello. What is up, guys? My name is Tina with an H, and welcome back to another episode of In Your 20s. Before we get into this week's episode with my friend Ashley, I just need to give you guys a friendly reminder that we are less than a freaking week until the United States presidential election. If you're not freaking out like I am, then what the fuck are you doing? I'm really really nervous. Could you tell? If you couldn't tell, I'll tell you again. I'm really freaking nervous. If you have not submitted your mail-in ballot, it's too late to mail in your ballot. So if you were planning to vote by mail, go to an official drop box in your county, in your town. And if you can't do that or you can't find it, literally go to the post office and hand it in yourself. Like It needs to be signed, sealed, delivered. You need to go vote Also, if for some reason your state doesn't allow mail-in ballots anymore, because I think there's like 30 states who there's a certain cutoff like a week before the election, please be sure to either do early voting. I know in New York City they're doing that. Um, Go to the polls, make a plan. Just go and vote, please. Like seriously, guys, because there's a lot of shit that's been happening, not only in our country, but around the world. In Nigeria, there's a bunch of protests happening to end SARS, and basically it's trying to end police brutality in Nigeria. In Poland, apparently there's, I don't know all the details, so please make sure you actually go and become more informed on these topics. But in Poland, they made primarily almost all abortions illegal. There is another officer who shot, actually multiple officers, who shot a black male 10 times. His name is Walter in Philadelphia, and there are protests going on in Philly. If you haven't read about that, go and do that. Also, we have a new Supreme Court justice, Amy Coney Brett, who has never even been a judge. There's just, and apparently she's like the real life version of The Handmaid's Tale. I have not seen that show, but let's just say that if you're a female, there are some, there are definitely, you know, some X marks the spots on your private parts. Take that as you see fit, because I don't really know how I came up with that analogy. I'm not trying to put my political views on you guys. That's just how I'm feeling right now. And I really just want you to know to go out and vote. If you feel like there's things that are unright in this country, go do it. If you think that things are great, sit this one out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go and also vote. Just it's important to exercise your civil right. Now, enough about that. Because I know next week's episode, I'm just going to be like a whole ball of emotions, no matter what the results are, even if if we even get the results on election night. But this episode with Ashley is going to be super informative. You guys are going to learn a lot. We cover a bunch of different topics, starting with how what it's like to be mature in today's day and age and how your maturity levels can define who you are as a person, as well as who you hang out with, why it's important to have diverse friend groups. And I'm not just talking about your racial background. Ashley is also studying to become a pharmacist. She is in a six-year program. So we talk about why she chose STEM, how she is balancing a social life while having while being in this super intense program. She also gives you guys some really great study tips. So whether you're an undergrad, you're in grad school, who knows, maybe you're a tutor, 
these are definitely going to help you out. And we wrap up the conversation talking about healthcare and why it's important because I think our generation in particular, we know that we need healthcare, but we don't understand the details that go behind it. So Ashley and I try as best as we can to explain it to you guys in really simple terms. As always, if you guys like the episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. And without further ado, it is about time we had this guest on the show. I am so freaking excited. Welcome finally to the podcast, Ashley. Hello. Oh my God, this is so funny. Not funny, it's fun, but bold. Well, I'm already off to a bad start. Sorry. (laughs) Honestly, we're only like 20 seconds in. You're doing fantastic. Guys, you don't understand how long I've been trying to get Ashley on because she's like, Tina, when am I going to be on? I'm like, Ashley, I don't really know. I'm trying to figure out what the best thing is for us to talk about. But what we're going to be talking about today makes total sense. Like, I don't know why I haven't asked you all these questions before, but today's the day we're going to get into it all. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I hope I don't make a fool of myself. (laughs) Oh, you definitely are not going to. Don't worry. And plus, I know you've listened to a bunch of episodes. I basically just put my foot in my mouth every single episode. So you've you've got some stiff competition. (laughs) But before we get into all the questions that I have for you, let's start with the two maybe most important questions of the show. One, how old are you? And two, what is one random fact that you've learned in your 20s so far? Okay, so I am 22 years old. And not so much a random fact, but I think one thing that I've really just realized over the past few months especially is that, um, how do I put this? Like maturity is a myth and no one actually knows what they're doing in life, no matter what their age is, besides maybe your parents and mine and maybe you, Tina, because you sound so professional doing all of this. And I can't believe it because I could never do something like this. My mouth is agape. It is a jar, if one would say. Ashley, thank you. (laughs) That was such a gas. I'm not going to lie. But when it comes to maturity, I think it comes down to like how everyone perceives it. Because I think that I'm still 17, like heart, mind, But I'd say you're pretty mature, like overall. I like to think that. So thank you. But at the same time, I don't know. I think it's because we're also in that weird transition of, well, I'm still in school and we'll get into that. But like all my, our friends and everyone we know that start are like starting full-time jobs. I'm just like, you're not like, you're still a baby. You still do stupid stuff all the time. Like you shouldn't have this important role, but obviously they do deserve the role, but it's just crazy to me. And I think that's why I'm like, "Eh, no one really knows what they're doing. It's that thing where when you're like 12, you want to be 22 and have your life figured out. Meanwhile, I'm 22 and I don't even know what's going on still. And I don't think I ever will. <laughs> I was just about to say that we're when we're younger, we're always trying to say, okay, can't wait for us to be this age. We're going to have everything figured out. Then we get to this age. And now for me, I keep saying, oh my gosh, once I'm 30, you know, I'll have this done, right. blah, blah, blah. I I had a dream about my wedding the other day. I can't even tell you guys who my husband was. I know, but that's just how I am because I never pictured my life after 17. And then once I got to 17, I was like, okay, I guess I'll graduate college. And now that I've graduated college, I'm thinking to myself, all right, so I guess it's like marriage and kids now. Is that how it's supposed to be? It's weird. It's very weird. I mean, I like my dad always made fun of me because even 
like when I was younger in high school and then even when I was a senior, especially, I always just said, I just can't wait to go to college. Like once I get there, everything will make sense. Everything will be better. But yeah, no, here I am uh, currently in my fifth year. And I guess things have gotten better. You know, it has its ups and downs and I don't really know from there. Like I have no idea where my life is going to take me after this, but that's okay. Right. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I think you have a little, a little tiny inclination because you are in a six-year program in school right That's now. That's true. That, that is true. I kind of did definitively set my path from when I was 18 years old. So um, yeah, I guess I could say that. Do you want me to start talking about that? Is that okay? <laughs> that is totally okay. I was going to ask you, like, obviously you're in pharmacy school. You made this decision when you're 18. What drove you to wanting to declare your major as farm? There's like two different parts to this answer, I would say. Um, My mom, so I'm at Rutgers, um, just like Tina went to, and my mom went to Rutgers as well. And she always said to me that if she could go back to Rutgers, she would do pharmacy because she was best friends with all these people in pharmacy when she went here. And she was like, it just seems like a great like field to go into. And there's so many options. And I always said, that's disgusting. I'm not going to Rutgers and I'm not doing that, especially. And then I started applying to schools and I knew that I really liked science and math and stuff. And I really enjoyed, like, I took anatomy and all these upper level science classes in my high school that they had to offer. And I knew I really enjoyed those way more than I did writing or anything like that. And I didn't really know where to go with that because the typical path that I think everyone assumes when they say they like those subjects is to be pre-med and go to med school. But I really was like, I don't think I want to go to school for eight years and then go do residency programs and all this other training. And then by the time I'm 35, I'll be finally finished. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just knew that I wanted to also enjoy the other aspects of being in your 20s and like traveling with friends, eventually much later in my 20s, starting a family and things like that. So once I did more research into it, I was like, all right, pharmacy sounds great. Plus then I got in and I got a scholarship. So that was a big uh, proponent of me going to pharmacy school here. (laughs) Can't lie about that part. Well, you said something about traveling with your friends in your 20s. And I I don't want to bust your balls, but guys, Ashley, lovely Ashley. Also, I'm not, let me preface this by saying, if you don't have this yet, It is totally okay. It's really fucking expensive to get. But Ashley just got her passport this year. We have been telling her to get it for the past two years. And of course, the first time she plans a trip outside of the country, Corona hits. Yeah, that was very, very hard for me, I would say. The worst part about it was that my passport came in on Christmas Eve. And I was like, oh my God. What a great early Christmas present. I can't believe I'm going to Portugal and Spain with some of my best friends since freshman year. Sadly, Tina was not a part of this group, but I had like (laughs) these other friends that I was going with. We were so excited. And then, yeah, three days before our flight is when um, international travel was getting shut down. So we were like, okay, guess we're not going because we won't be able to come back. That is just, that's really a sick joke. There's nothing else but that. I was like, I'm not destined to leave the country, but- The fact of the matter is, is that I have a passport. It doesn't expire until 2030. And hopefully by then I will be allowed to leave the country and get back safely without the risk of a virus. 
Where's your dream destination? If you could go anywhere besides Portugal and Spain. Oh, darn. I was going to say Spain. Um, honestly, I really want to go to Iceland. I mean, I want to go to a lot of places. I want to go to Ireland and, Ita- and Italian. Oh my God. And Italy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I really want to go to Iceland. Um, the same friends that I planned my spring break trip with to Portugal and Spain, we had previously years ago been talking about going to Iceland because we heard like you could figure it out for super cheap and it's a really fun thing to do. But of course, you know why that didn't work out. I couldn't get a passport in time and I was broke, but you know, both of those things are big contributing factors to being able to go on a trip like that. And I just didn't have either, but now I have half of it. So we'll see where the future takes me. I think your future is bright when it comes to traveling. Both, actually, no. Your future is bright academically, professionally, and traveling as soon as Miss Rona t- decides to take a back seat, which I hope is very soon. Ashley, I want us to get into, you know, Corona at some point later on in this episode. Okay. But let's talk about your farm school journey thus far. Can you walk us through each year? Yeah, so um, basically the first two years... So Rutgers is like a zero to six. A lot of other schools you you can apply to and pharmacy school is like a four-year program after you graduate kind of thing. But Rutgers does a really cool thing where once you're accepted as a freshman, you go through for six years. So your first two years, they call them your pre-professionals. And you essentially take every class that's required as a pre-med. So you're taking like your general chemistry, biology, organic chemistry, all that kind of stuff. So those are the first two years. They're not so bad, and then they get kind of worse, and then they get better again. But then once you finish those, then we enter our professional years. So that's when I got my white coat with my name and everything that made me feel really cool. And then you start focusing on what pharmacy encompasses as a whole, which is essentially understanding to the best of your ability and also trying to know everything at the same time, what drugs treat what diseases, what they do to the body, what the body does to the drug. And just all that sort of stuff. So it was really cool because like I was saying before, I really wanted to um, still learn about the human body and the way it worked because I took those classes in high school and I thought it was super interesting just sitting there being like, all of this is going on in my body right now. I can't believe that's happening because you're so not aware of it. So it really is cool because then you also get to learn not only what's going on in your body, but all the drugs and medicines that are out there to treat certain things. And you get to know how those actually work. And it definitely, definitely gets overwhelming. But I think like, I'm very happy with my choice. I had a little hiccup in the middle um, transitioning between pre-professional and professional where I didn't know if I wanted to do pharmacy. And I was like, I like this, but I don't know if I want to be a pharmacist. And I almost transferred out, but I'm very glad I didn't because At that point in my life, I was just not aware of what other career options there were for someone with a PharmD degree, other than working, like I'm sure everyone listening thinks of when they think pharmacist is someone who's working at CVS or Rite Aid or anything like that, which is not to say that that's a bad career path, but it is not the career path that is right for a lot of people. So once I learned about how pharmacists play a role in hospitals, working directly with patients or even in pharmaceutical companies like you hear about like Janssen and Bristol Myers, and you probably hear a bunch about all the companies that are currently working on coronavirus vaccines, like doing stuff on that kind of side of things is also really interesting to me. So once I learned that there is so much more um, that you can do with your degree than just working behind a counter all day long, counting pills, which 
no hate to because I work as a technician at a pharmacy right now and I actually really enjoy counting pills all day. It's therapeutic, honestly. Do you? But I just know that. No, I really do. For some reason, I feel like you've complained at least once about counting those damn pills. It depends. When when there's like a 180 that I have to count, then I get really annoyed. But when it's just like a nice like 30 or 60, you count by fives, it flies by. And then suddenly your eight hour shift is over. There, Regardless, there are definitely pros and cons to every career. It's not like, oh, you don't like that one. Well, this one will be completely perfect for you. There's always going to be something you don't like. There's always going to be some weird interaction with a patient, coworker, or whatever. But that just kind of comes along with, I feel like any job, especially if you're going to work in healthcare, you have to be able to work with all different people. So yeah, that's pretty much pharmacy. It's fun. Not (laughs) as fun when it's all online right now. But hey, you're still getting the damn degree. So that's what matters the most. That's what matters. I think a big part, I forgot to mention it because I'm not there yet. So I'm in my last year of classes and my last year, the sixth year is all different rotations. So at Rutgers, we do eight rotations and they're five weeks long and you get to go all over the place to different hospitals. You can apply to do things like at the FDA, which I think is really cool. You can go to the CDC, which must be especially very interesting now given Corona. So they have a lot of cool opportunities, which is especially um, something I'm looking forward to. As I was saying, I'm not entirely sure what career path I want to go into after pharmacy. And I have like my ideas of what I want to do. But I think it's going to be really cool to get to actually for five weeks at a time, go in and work and experience those. So that's pharmacy school. It's great. That's so cool. Like truly so amazing. When it comes to a PharmD degree, obviously it's very intensive. You know, you've got to study a shit ton. What are some of your best study habits or what do you try to do to remember all of those formulas and vocab words and whatever other things science people have to do? So the the typical answer is that you just need to know how to manage your time. And it's so cliche to say, but it's actually probably the most helpful thing that can get you through just not even studying literally anything in life that you have to do. And I won't lie, I am still not that good at time management, despite being in my fifth year of school and during Corona when there's nothing else going on but studying. But um, other than that, I don't know, I'm a big like creating acronyms for things. Oh, my biggest thing, my friend and I, who's in the program with me, we had this one class where we actually had to memorize probably over the course of two semesters, like 500 drugs and what they chemically looked like. And biggest thing, haven't used them since maybe middle school, probably early high school is flashcards. I couldn't believe that something so mundane and like looked over is actually what got me through the class. Oh, and so not even Quizlet, like actual no, flashcards. like physical flashcards. Because I, I have a tendency to, even if I had a physical flashcard in front of me, I think the biggest thing is having someone there to study with you. Because when her and I do it, we sit there and quiz each other and we won't flip over the card and tell you what it is. Like you have to just work your way there and get there unless you really don't know it. Obviously, then we'd flip it around and be like, okay, it was this drug. So if I was doing Quizlet by myself, I know that I'd look at something and be like, mm, and then flip over the card or virtually flip it over on Quizlet and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely know that, even though I totally don't. So I take it back. My biggest tip is definitely finding, even if it's one person, multiple people, study group kind of thing to 
have that sort of support system with and like everyone's on the same page of, okay, we're getting this material done and we're all doing well is definitely one of the biggest things that's helped me throughout school. Hashtag bring back study buddies. You can do it through Zoom Literally. people. <laughs> yeah. It also helps that I live with the girl in my major. Yeah. So definitely like you literally just go downstairs or something or in the living room. Yeah. It's like study time. I'm very proud of you, first of all, because Thank you. you're welcome. Because I know I get distracted very easily. But I would say when we were in school together, when it came to your work life, your social life, your romantic life, you had a very good balance. So I've got one question for you. Sure. It's how the fuck do you do it? <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> like no um, sugarcoating it. I'm still trying not to curse, even though you told me I was allowed to. Sorry. <laughs> but no bullshit. It actually is very difficult. Um, again, big thing that you'll always hear and you'll never stop hearing is time management. Um, but going off of that, I think that I definitely had some points where I had horrible time management and I definitely should have stayed in to study. But I was like, you know what? I haven't seen my friend Tina and all of our other friends in so long. And they're all going out or they're doing this. We're going to out to uh, half apps at Applebee's. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice these three hours of my time and I'll just make up for it another day. And sometimes that worked out for me. Sometimes I really regretted going out. But at the end of the day, I never actually regretted it because a big part of college, which I realized about halfway through, I would say, is the people you spend it with and the memories that you make because you're never going to get a situation like I feel I really feel bad for everyone entering college everyone's still there that's dealing with corona and online classes and like not getting that same experience that we got for three and a half years um because it really is so special but yeah I like at the end of the day you have to get your stuff done like there's no way around that if you want to succeed in school you just have to do it and you still need to understand that it's okay to be selfish and say, I want to spend time with my friends or I just need a break and I don't need to, I don't want to go out. I don't want to study. I just want to lay and watch Netflix. I think like more people should understand that that's completely acceptable because especially in a major like mine, you definitely have people who are very type A, not that there's anything wrong with it, but type A in the way that they will not intentionally, but end up making other people feel bad and think they're not doing enough. And I just think that's, it really, it comes along with probably every major in school, but especially I think STEM and pre-med, there's like a huge prevalence of that kind of academic culture, which is very toxic. But I think at the end of the day, you need to do what's best for you. And if that means taking a few hours of a break from studying and hanging out with your friends at Applebee's, that's exactly what you need to do. And that was kind of what got me through it all. If you guys couldn't realize, we really love Applebee's. Half apps all the way. <laughs> I just kept trying to think, what did we do together for like two and a half years? Oh, Applebee's. Okay. <laughs> Applebee's, going to bars. Guys, Ashley's definitely being modest. Like, I'm a rallier, you know? I was going out four nights a week. When I tell you, there were so She never weeks. missed a Tuesday. Sorry for interrupting. No. She never missed a Tuesday. <laughs> you are completely right. Thank you for telling the people, because sometimes I don't think they believe me when I say these things. But she was literally out with me. Like, we're com two completely different majors. I'm obviously, like, in the comm school doing journalism. She's at farm 
totally different ends of the spectrum here. But just to see you being able to say, okay, I'm going to go out and spend time with you guys for two hours. Then I'm going to go home either to sleep because you're going to wake up early to study or because you're about to pull an all-nighter. Like that's It just shows how focused and how motivated you are to succeed and to follow your dreams. Thank you. That was so nice. But honestly, Tina, I really think, I mean, I talk about you all the time whenever I bring up that I'm really good friends with the journalism major because people I feel like don't expect, not that they don't expect, like just because we have different majors not to get along, but I just think it's so amazing that we both do such different things. And I honestly like am envious of your work ethic with everything you do because you always are doing something. You are literally the most on the move person I know, and it's so hard to get you to like sit down. <laughs> so the fact that we were actually able to set up a time to do this amazes me. But yeah, I really like that. I think that's also why we get along. Sorry, I didn't mean to make this totally about our friendship, but I think that's why we get along so well, even though we do such different things, because we just have a similar like core value of valuing friendships and spending time together and then getting our shit done. Don't even apologize about making it about friendship because I think a lot of times people in their 20s, they're just like, oh, we're going to talk to, we're going to hang out with these people because they like to just go out. And like, that's not just us. You know, we actually have conversations about life, what we're doing. It's more than just that one aspect of our lives. And like you said, we are too like, people don't expect us to get along. I will sometimes say like, oh, well, how would the scientists like get their news out there if it wasn't for the journalist? <laughs> but then someone's like, Tina, but there are like scientific journalists out there. <laughs> I go, exactly, a hybrid. <laughs> it does show that. That's why you guys also, it's really important to have a diverse friend group, not just, you know, race. I feel like nowadays when people say diverse, they only think of race, but it's, right. no, it's diverse in how they think, you know, I mean, you don't, you should definitely share some of the same values, but it's okay to not share the same values. It's okay to right. be interested in different things. I mean, Ashley and I also are big fans of Black Bear. We were supposed to see him this year. You're bringing up everything that hurts me inside. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you bring up Spain, now you bring up Black Bear. It's just been a really freaking hard year, let's be honest. And plus, with everything else that's going on, I'm just going to, you know, let's just make it even more sad than it already is. The election. Oh, God. (laughs) Exactly. I like your scared little... You know what's crazy? I think about everything in terms of the election day. Like, I'm doing a research project right now, and we set a date for the day before election day. And I immediately got anxious and was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I, I'm not gonna be able to focus during this. I'm supposed to have a dinner with um, two of my coworkers, like an outdoor dining thing. And they go, they were going to plan it for that week. And they said, okay, well let's do it on Monday because on Tuesday and Wednesday, like there might be riots. We have no idea. Right. You literally don't know. It's healthcare right now is a very, very big topic. You know, some people who have pre-existing conditions, they're not sure which candidate to vote for. And I'm not asking you to tell your political views, but can you kind of guide us through why healthcare is so important and why people that are our age should pay more attention to it and those types of issues? Yeah. So I'm definitely, despite the fact that I'm in a healthcare professions major, I am definitely not an expert on it. By any means, I still have a lot to learn. I've learned a lot, though. And I think a lot of my like beliefs on that point stem from just my experiences working within a hospital, working in a community pharmacy, 
and just in general, like talking to people, um, not so much like from any classes or things that we've been taught. But I just think at the end of the day, like I was saying, I work in a community pharmacy right now as a technician. And even like seeing people that come in that can't afford their medications or they come in for a flu shot and they don't have insurance. So they have to pay like $50 out of pocket, just everything like that. It's really, it really upsets me more than I thought it would because these are medications that are literally helping them and saving their lives in some cases, in the more extreme cases. So it's just a really important universal concept that everyone should have access to care that will essentially save them. Because you have all these chronic conditions that just like diabetes say, like doesn't seem like to some people, like it's that big of a deal, but it literally, like they need these drugs. Otherwise they cannot coming, especially from the, someone who studies like all the different diseases in the bodies and what drugs you need to treat them. It's so crazy because you don't realize how expensive these drugs are and people need healthcare in order to afford them. And even with healthcare, they're still so expensive. Like I see drugs that are sitting on our shelves that people don't pick up because they're like $60 and they just can't afford it. And obviously no one election, depending on whoever wins, will fix everything. There's so much more that needs to go into it. But I just think overall as a whole, everyone as humans, not related to politics at all, needs to understand that even if it doesn't personally affect you now, it could in the future. And even if it never does, I think the basis of being like a good human being is just understanding that there is more to life than just you yourself and that everyone should be to some degree wanting to help other people. I'm sorry if none of that made sense. <laughs> it made complete sense, guys. If you hadn't noticed, Ashley will just say these really insightful things and then she'll be like, all right, I'm sorry if that didn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> don't mind me. But that made total sense. It's hard when people okay i'll look i'll give you guys a little anecdote so like for example my mom's medication like was so expensive that she wasn't able to afford it and so we're over here scatterbrained saying how the hell are we supposed to like are we gonna have to drop five grand on medication that she's supposed to be taking for six months five thousand dollars for something that you never accounted for that you never planned to pay for is a lot of money so and that's just something that my family, like ourselves, have just realized this upcoming year. Like our healthcare and our health and making sure that we're going to our appointments is so important. Now, for people in our 20s, right now, a lot of us are on our parents' health insurances. Like right. I'm still on mine, so is my brother. Right now, you can be on your parents' health insurance until the age of 26. After that, you have to get your own. There's private insurances, public. Um, you can get it through your jobs, all that stuff, all that kind of stuff. But they're also super expensive. Like a certain plan that you're going to get, whether it's Guys, I'm about to spew some facts. I'm excited. When it comes to your health insurance, which I didn't know till I got my job, but you've got your reticle, like reg. I said reticle. That's I fine. Meant Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> regular medical health insurance. You know, that's like your primary doctor, that kind of stuff. You've got your dentist. You've got your what's it called? Your eye doctor. If you wear glasses or contacts or anything like that. I think there's some other ones too, but each one of those insurance plans are separate. Right. They're not all together. So let's say if you're getting, if you're going off your parents' plan and you're going onto your work's insurance plan, 
there's going to be a certain amount of money that's being taken out of your paycheck every week. Now, after a while, you'll probably forget about it. It won't be in your mind. But some people, they're getting $300 taken out of their paycheck every month. Just maybe it could just be for them. It could be for their them and their spouse or them and their entire family. You have no idea. Insurance is expensive as fuck. <laughs> it's it's really actually funny that you bring this up because I just took a, an exam. One of my classes is pharmacoeconomics. So basically by definition of that economy related to pharmaceuticals and drugs. And one of my lectures was all about health insurance and how that works. And I was astounded by like what I was learning. I didn't know certain things. I was like, that's crazy that it works like that. But yeah, you're right. A lot isn't even behavioral health. I guess it depends on the plan. So don't no one, no one quote me on this. (laughs) But what I've from what I've learned and through my research, a lot of plans don't cover for behavioral health either when you think about it. And obviously in recent years, like mental health has becoming more of a more, more and more of a thing that um, is being talked about, which is amazing coming from someone who literally speaks to a therapist at least twice a month, maybe, maybe once a month. But um, yeah, it's just so crazy because there are so many things to me that need to be changed or just added on to it. Like, the realm of healthcare, things just need to be, I guess, kind of updated. But like I was saying, no one candidate being chosen this election can do all of that. Obviously, it's it's just a big work in progress, in my opinion. It's baby steps. And guys, I swear to you, if we are in our 40s and 50s and this shit ain't fixed, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah, like the way I look at it, if I get a job, I'm gonna be like, I don't care. Give me coverage for literally every single thing because who knows what's going to happen to me in my lifetime. But I'm also just dramatic. So that's another <laughs> reason why we're friends. It works yeah. out. <laughs> we're like, we have no idea. And I'm the same way too. It's like, I, you don't know. Life is so crazy. You never know what's going to happen. So it's for the best. But Ashley, I want to say thank you so, so much for coming on. I love our conversations. And I think this for everyone that's listening has been super enlightening just about healthcare as a whole, being a farm D major and like pharmacy, all that stuff, as well as our friendship, because I love you so much. But I love you more. Oh before we wrap this up, Cute. I want <laughs> we like hashtag friendship goals. <laughs> um before I wrap this up, I do want to give you the opportunity if there's anything else that you want to say, now's your time to do it as well as if you want to plug your socials, go for it. The virtual floor is yours. Oh wow. Oh, this is so much pressure. Pressure, I can't even speak. Um no, I think the biggest things that I want to reiterate are that while you're in school, it's okay to be selfish. Do what makes you happiest even if it means neglecting some of your responsibilities, but not all of them, because they are important. But um, yeah, and don't worry if you don't know, if you feel like you don't know what you're doing in your life, because I guarantee you, everyone you, if you turn around and look side to side, and there are people around you, I guarantee most of them don't know either. And we're all just figuring it out together. And I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you really don't have to. It's not that exciting. I post like once every seven months. It's Ashley underscore Cornetta. (laughs) And yeah, just please vote if you haven't already. (laughs) Vote, vote, vote. Please do it. (laughs) Ashley, thank you again so much for coming on. And guys, thank you so, so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
make sure it's a positive review. If it's negative, I mean, I can't stop you. So you can do it. I just oh, we're be. sensitive. We are very sensitive. I will not be happy, guys. I will cry to Ashley. And we don't want me to have to cry to Ashley about it. So go ahead, leave a review. If you want to be a part of the In Your 20s community, you can follow along on Instagram at In Your 20s. That's 20s with a Y-S. You can also, if you want to rant, vent, do whatever, send me an email at inyour20s at gmail.com. I will answer you. I will reply to you there, DMs, wherever you want to talk, because we know I'm a freaking... I was going to say Chatty Kathy, but Talkative Tina makes more sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you go with your old name? <laughs> I know. I was like, wait a second, Tina. Let's just revamp that. But <laughs> thank you guys again so, so much for listening. My name is Tina with an H, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday.